Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, people? Welcome back to the What the Game Means to Me podcast. I'm your host, Jelani Brown. Got a second episode for you for the second day in a row. Uh, I'll be continuing my little mini series with podcasters I'm collabing with this week. Today's guest is Chris from Couch Coach Live. In this episode, we'll be continuing our discussions about the Kaepernick movement and the protests going on across the country and across the world. We'll also talk about the NBA and its approved return to come back July 31st. And we'll also talk about Drew Brees and the wild, crazy comment he made today. So sit tight, listen up, and I hope you enjoy. So what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Just chilling, you know, another Wednesday. What's going on, man? Nothing much at all, man. Like you just said, another Wednesday. Another, well, I guess another hectic week. Not really, I won't say hectic, but, you know, just another yeah. weird week, you know, being yeah. of course, under under quarantine and then of course everything that's going on nowadays True. Yes, uh, yes. protests and stuff so and so it's definitely you know just a weird overall feeling i don't, I don't really know how much to describe it you know, ain't never experienced nothing like this before so yes it's strange week yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. of course my name is jelani brown host of what the game means to me have my guest on chris from couch coach podcast Yes. Appreciate you, like I said, for hopping on with me. Um, so the first thing I always ask my guests typically, just what the game means to them. Cool. Yeah. So, um, with me, what the game means to me, man, camaraderie. Um, the game brings everybody together, um, from any social, economic background. We all have one common ground in sports. And that's one thing too, I learned as an adult, how that happens. I mean, it's, I mean, going to Redskins games, you're talking to a guy. You come to find out by the time you're talking, this guy's a surgeon at John Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm, you know, at this, at this time I was in my twenties, I was, you know, just, just starting to kind of um, climb the corporate ladder. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I would, me and him would never intersect or have a conversation mm-hmm. outside of our realms of our lives. I mean, we were two, we were in two different realms, fat, socially and economically. Yeah. Um, I think, and it, and it goes back to even as a kid, um, the thing with me, um, when I was growing up, I was one that was, I was one of the guys last pick. I was a chubby cat. And it's just like, 
you know, and it was one of the things where it's like, it, I, I love the competitiveness that it brought out of people. Um, I, I was, I was somewhat of an agitator. Like, you know, I was, I was kind of one of those guys that kind of, you know, will say, will say a little stuff, a little trash here and there, but nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but I keep yeah. your head a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and I, I enjoyed those type of moments where, um, you know, you having those, you know, those type of moments where you're going against your friends, mm-hmm. you know, it gets competitive. And especially like, you know, coming up, you know, when we, you know, te- te- teenagers, we had all this energy, like from sun up to sundown. Exactly, exactly. It was like, outside. man, we stayed outside like all day coming in the house, your mom telling you, man, you smell like, you smell like outdoors. Yeah. Like it's been like that all, you know, you know, it's like that. And I mean, it was fun, man. I think in sports, it's one of the things where it brings people together. Mm-hmm. I just truly enjoy what it does. Um, just more so than just the game. It's more so just the, the camaraderie that it brings. And it just, it groups people together that you would never ever thought would ever come together. That's how I always see it too. Sports are just kind of, you know, just the connector of the world. Just like, like just from different walks of life, you can always connect through sports. So and guess what you played mo- uh, more of or most? Basketball, football. You know what's so funny? I played basketball, and the crazy thing with me was, if I if, if I was to ever go back into my go back into when I was a teenager, uh-huh. I, mean, I should have been on the football field. Because <laughs> I, I don't know for some odd reason. Because now I'm currently five nine. I probably was maybe like five four, five five back like in mm-hmm. high school. You know, probably like ninth, tenth grade. Mm-hmm. And I kept on thinking to myself, man, I'm gonna grow like six feet by the time like I'm a junior. Like, I I, I, and I figured, I figured for sure, I figured yep. for sure, like I was gonna get a growth spurt, like. Yep. And the the puberty guys, the adolescence guys didn't didn't bless me with that. He gave me four, five, seven, five, eight at that particular time. But hey, I you know still thankful for that. But what killed me was like, yeah, I thought I was gonna be like this six one, kind of almost like, and I'm I'm kind of dating myself, but you know I'm you know like I was gonna be like a Khalid El I was gonna be like that little you know that little chubby yeah. you know five eleven six one guard that was gonna yeah. like. What a big man's game kind of like. Mm-hmm. Man, I thought I was, I, I had, I had big plans. Yeah. I thought I was going to hit the genetic lottery, but what? I didn't. <laughs> I hear you. Same thing here. I'm about five, about five, ten. And my yeah. dad's six, six. So it's like the whole, what? yeah, my dad's six, six. Yeah. My mom's five, two. So I just hit like right in that middle point. So yeah. I was like, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to go for it. And like, I, you know, like when you're a kid, at least with me, I didn't even like realize I was growing. Cause like I would go see my dad every, every summer or whatever. He would tell me like, I think you're done. Like you already hit it. Cause I was like, no, no, you told me that you hit yours later, later on. Like, in, you know, when you're about right. 18, 18, 19, you're like, nah, I hit mine about 15. You probably done. <laughs> so I didn't even realize, like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know, like I had grew and I guess I kind of hit like, mine was only like maybe three inches, like three, three and a half inches. So I didn't even really know or feel it. And of course, like, I played football and I played basketball and football in high school, but I'm sure football did because I remember it was lifting weights like every summer, of course. I go through training, lifting weights and stuff. Um, what you call it? Heavy squats and everything. My knees yeah. were killing me every, every day after practice. And I, you know, go sometimes see the training like, what's going on? Should I always going through growth spurts? And I know I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what, that's probably what did it in. I probably had another two, three inches in me. And yeah. And weights just like, nope, it's done. <laughs> And you know what killed me? Cause I was like, so right around like 10th, 11th grade, I was like, cause there were all, you know, a couple guys on the football team was like, man, you, you know, you got the size, man. You need, you know, mm-hmm. you need to come out here and play with us, man. Yeah. Stop, no, stop trying to waste your time playing basketball. <laughs> so in the summer, I was like, I got, I kind of was like for June, July. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So then we just playing. So one of my homeboys, he, uh, we grew up together. 
he lived down the street from me, but he played at a, at a school like for, you know across town. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably was maybe about fifty six pounds lighter than me. He was smaller than me. Yeah. So we we you know we were playing. I caught the ball, kind of did a little, a little. I don't know what you would call it, uh, the uh, fake uh, fake Ezzy, uh, Ezzy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but that man took my knees out. Oh wow! I was like, oh no! It was like, what happened to you? I thought you, was, I thought you was gonna come out this year. Nah, dog. Like after that happened, because something about me and it's weird. Because basketball is, it's. I had this. So it's like a weird psychology. Like basketball, I always used to get like you know jammed fingers, like getting elbowed all the time. I mean, hitting your knees on concrete, on the concrete courts, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes we play on the street. I'm cool with that. And all of a sudden, it's just like when you like when you get tackled, you're yeah. like the it's it's, it's the most weirdest thing. And I'm just like I didn't even I, like at at that point I was like it felt like life was going in slow motion. I'm like <laughs> you know how like when you get your knees cut off like that, and that oh, way yeah, you're yeah. like oh like where yeah. am I gonna land? That's the yep. first thing I thought was like I just hope I don't land nowhere crazy. Yep, and then break something. But that's the thing right. too. I think um I think I had this conversation. I don't even know who it was with or when. It was a while ago, but I think it's um I don't know if you have, you used to play football earlier in your life, but I remember it was a conversation. It might have been in class about because we were talking about concussions and stuff. How like kids just can't like I, mean, I guess there's some exceptions here and there, but it's like different. Like you just said, it's like you learning. I guess getting hit and getting tackled when you're younger. You know, playing pee wee ball or whatever. Like you grow accustomed to it and you grow up. You know used to getting hit and stuff but like if you you know you just come in walking in high school you're trying to play i don't think that, that's not going that's not going to do it that's not, that's not going to work because right like, getting hit on a high school level when you've never been hit or touched like that before in your life is different and your yeah. body is not accumulated to that yeah. and it just don't work that way so I, I totally understand that once that that little situation happens like wrap it up not, like let me quit before before i go any further <laughs> Yeah, man. I, when that happened, I was like, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not about this life." Yep, no, at all. <laughs> was like, "Hey, we we can we can play pickup ball all summer. I'm here. I I know I'm gonna make. I know I'm not gonna make." You know, that time, I think that was like 11th grade. I'm like, "Ain't no way I would, would even scratch far as to hell." Yeah. Even at 11th grade, I probably wouldn't make JV. <laughs> like, for, like for real, time. right? <laughs> exactly. Oh man, well. That's good. It's good. Love to hear, like I said, about my guest's background before we get into it. Today was a definitely a heavy sports day. Um, yes. sports news day. We got news, of course. NBA is coming back, and I know I'm excited about that. I'm pretty yes. sure you are as well. I'm excited. Yeah. I was like, I I, I talked uh, with my last guest, Robin. I was telling him like it, it just be like an injustice to not only not only to the fans, but of course to the players too. Just to you yeah. know cancel the right. season and not you know crown a champion. So. Definitely happy about that. So we'll definitely get into that, talk about that. And then, um, of course, news just about maybe what, two hours ago, two, three yes. hours ago, Drew Brees. Ooh. Oh boy. Uh, first thing I tweeted, glad, glad it's not my QB. Glad it's not my QB. So yeah, you're going to have a lot to talk about. You're going to have to get these guys together in training camp next month and, exactly. and settle, settle score, man. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's getting ugly. Yeah, definitely. And then the last thing <laughs> I, uh, Last thing I'll hit on, uh, of course, is all, all the uh, you know, protests going across uh, or protests in different cities across America, you know, yeah. how that's affecting affecting black lives and, you know, minority lives in general. And then, of course, Kaepernick moving and all that. So I'll go ahead and start off with the NBA news. I'm pretty excited to talk about that, man. What, um, 
I guess what do you uh, foresee everything, you know, coming out or I haven't fully gotten all the details yet. I know it's 22 yeah. teams. They got 13 from the West, nine from the East. Uh, they're all going to have them in Orlando. Something about a four game, like, in, like four games. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, I'm not too, too clear on all the details yeah. yet, but I, you might be. So I'm going to let you, uh, let you actually, you know. those details gave me a headache. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it was saying something. Basically, I guess whenever if you're four games behind an eight spot, you're essentially eliminated. That's that's I think that's the crux of it. I think. Yeah. I'm okay, not yeah. Sure. That makes sense. I think that's what. I, yeah. I think yeah. I but as a Bulls fan, when I seen that, I was like, one, two, three, Cancun. Yes, <laughs> this season is over. It's officially over. Like, yes. Oh man. I don't want any of these guys and and just just practice yep. be with your family. Yep. This ain't worth it. We don't want 22 games. Oh, yeah. Cancun. Yeah. Cancun <laughs> for me, too. I think we Can't only Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks fans. I think we oh. had 20, 20 under our belt, I want to say. It might have been 19, 19 or 20 under our belt. But, you know, we still, just like y'all, mm. we still uh still a young team, still developing, trying to, you know, get accumulated with uh, all of our pieces and stuff. So Yeah, I mean, man. Uncle got, Vince, man. Yeah. You said oh what? my God, Uncle yeah, Vince. Vince, Vince, Vince. Oh, I just, I, it, it, it literally breaks my heart that that night on March the 11th, mm-hmm. we seen this man play his last game. It had to be it. it. He it only played a few seconds. Yes, and then he hit that three, and I was like, oh yeah. my God, it's gonna be his last shot in the league. I, I was, oh man. I guess like yeah, I wasn't really thinking about it like that because I, when you know, coronavirus and everything first started, I was so optimistic. Like, yeah, I was like, I swear, I think after a week, I was like, everything will be normal next week. You know, little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I, yeah. Happen, so, yeah, I, I didn't think like, that's how it was yeah. going to go out. Uncle but, Vince, man. Uncle Vince. It's sad, oh, sad. boy. Respect to him for sure. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to miss him in a Hawk <laughs> uniform. I'm going to miss him in any uniform, period. I, I, know. I hope he changes mind. I think he got to come back for one more year. I know. I hope so. Cut it off short, so somebody got to, yeah. somebody got to, you know, convince him, you know, like free retirement or whatever. Yeah, get him a, get him a ring. I know he said he's not a ring chaser, but I'm sure, a, hopefully, a contender will pick him up. Maybe get yeah, some, you know, leadership skills out of him a few minutes. It's really because he wants to play. That's why he, he stayed with us. So, yeah, you no, know, I don't know, but just like you said, Hawks wrapping it up. I'm glad. Um, only thing I'm not glad about, of course, I wanted the the young core to gel a little bit more. Uh, Cam Reddish was about to come into his own. He was, uh, putting up some pretty good numbers, you know, towards the last few games before everything, you know, ceased. So that's the only thing I was a little bit worried about, like, wanting them to gel together. Clint Capella with the trade. I wanted to see him out there with the yep. guys too. So that's, um, a little bit heartbreaking, but we still got him in the contract for two years. Everybody, you know, be coming back will probably offer John his little extension. We, we should be all good and set for the future, but you said one, two, three, Cancun. Happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's so weird about that time period? Because there's a lot of rookies that were coming to their fray. Yep. Um, especially on my end, Kobe yep. White. Kobe White, yep. Kobe yep. White was getting his thing. And even um from the Knicks, um J.R. Berry. R.J. Berry. R.J. Berry. A lot of guys were, all those guys were kind of coming to their own. And, you know, right. about, you know, more, more, a little bit more half the season. But yeah, it was definitely coming on. And especially my guy, Kobe White. I think you said you're a UNC fan too, right? Yes, yes. Sure, yes. I, like, I, I was loving him playing. I was loving seeing him playing, you know, putting up their yeah. numbers every night. So it's, uh, probably more for them than us, you know, know. a little discerning. And, but, you know, like I said, they got the off season, a little bit longer of an off season, you know, get their yeah. mind right, get their body right, get accumulated. It's um you know more practicing and probably more adjusted just to the NBA life as a whole. So 
know, yeah. I'll be excited to, and ready to see what they got got uh the tank next year. So Absolutely. um, I guess we'll get to the team or the teams that's actually you know in the room <laughs> <laughs> for for the championship. Um, I guess what do you uh what do you see for coming with uh you know everything with them? I guess I- all being in Disney. I guess first like social aspect of it all. Cause I think I saw that um we're gonna be able to you know golf and just kind of be around the resort mm-hmm. and stuff. But they still yeah. gotta practice social distancing rules. If if I read it right. Like, how do you think that's going to work? How do you think, like, you know? And that's another thing where, and, and it just depends because you think about because generally most teams are, like, kind of close-knit. So it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, especially like, like the Lakers. Like, Lakers are really close-knit. You know, like LeBron, you know, you know, he brings the guys and do, you know, do their thing. And how they going to, like you said, how they going to social distance? Like, and that's going to be the interesting thing about it where when they're going to, you know, what are they going to do as far as the social distancing? Yeah. But I do like the, the, the space that they're using because, like, it's pretty much they can they can do pretty much anything on the wild world of sports campus. Exactly. So that's another thing where I kind of because the whole idea of them going to Vegas kind of was like, yeah, I don't think that's gonna work out. Yeah. Like, I think you're gonna you gonna have some 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 um, some cases yep. <laughs> where you know you have you know and, and thinking as far as mingling with other people and like you know travel and what have you you know you know. Um, once you know the city opens up and mm-hmm. people are gonna come in there be amongst those type of people be amongst the people but um yeah they did a great job with that I'm gonna I'm curious of how this all gonna work out and because you really sit down and you think about it like we should have like a lot of like games you know you mm-hmm. know like when you think about the playoffs you know mm-hmm. game one is could be on a Saturday yep. the next game is on a Wednesday so it's like these guys you would only you would think if they're not you know, traveling, and since mm-hmm. they only maybe need a day or two off in yep. between games, yep. so that's going to be kind of interesting. And then just the time period where, if everything goes to play, we talking about the first, you know, the potentially the playoffs coincide with NFL preseason. Oh, yeah, exactly. and you know, and then you know, and then we go, you know, have the NBA playoffs in, in September. Could be right at the start of, uh, you know, what well, now? Well, more so the playoffs start in August. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you're talking about dad coinciding with NFL. And that's going to be interesting how, <clears throat> how those two worlds are going to intersect. Cause, you know, as far as, cause we always say NFL is king. Yeah. What's going to happen now? This is NBA playoffs is usually king mm-hmm. right around this time. This, and it's funny because tomorrow night would have been game one of the NBA finals. Yep. Exactly. So now I want to see these two, like, Things collide. Like, can these both leagues coexist and where they became, they were giants in their time frame? Exactly. Yep. That's an interesting point. I didn't even really think yeah. about that, but yeah, <laughs> definitely if everything stay on track with college football and, you know, NFL, oh, yeah. it's definitely going to be a, you know, I guess a, a fight for views in a sense. Um, yeah. As a sports fan, I'd be excited. I'm going to be too. I know. I've got two, three different, you know, TVs on watching everything, but. It's definitely going to be a fight because you know there is you know college football fan base, NFL mm-hmm. fan base, and NBA fan base. Like sometimes, yeah. like you know, sports heads maybe like us, we like all three or you know watch all three. But there's certain people that only have a specific niche, and they'll just stick to that and watch that. So it would definitely be interesting to see like the the um you know the viewership and everything if that does does happen. It's more than likely it should because um they said with the NBA. I guess their plan now is supposed to run through what October twelfth. Yes, and that's going to be interesting how that's going to play out. Yeah, because at first when I was looking at, it, I was like, that's kind of a long timeline. Like I was like, 
guess but then I was like I guess I read it wrong too. At first I thought it was July first, but it was like July thirty first. Yeah, July. I know. Like, I wish it was July first. Yeah, exactly. Get it, get it, <laughs> get it going. And honestly, it started only like about two weeks. Honestly, right. I was hoping this month. It's uh, but you know, I can I can wait. I'll wait on. Yeah, the I know. Um, I guess who do you see? Um, I guess with the teams, thirteen in the West, nine in the East. Who do you uh? How do you see it playing out? And uh, who do you see maybe getting to to the uh, NBA Finals? So I look at it like this, and I think if everything is constructed the way it is, and and it was, and I really think we're on a collision course to either a Lakers Bucks or Clippers versus Bucks, because I think the the beauty of the uh, NBA with these seven game series, regardless of what happens in a seven game series. The best team is gonna win. Yeah. I mean, the best team is gonna win four times out of three, bar anything catastrophic. If a you know, of course, if a star player gets hurt, then of course, the the, the you know the, the pendulum swing swings a different way. Mm-hmm. But this is where, even though it's in a neutral court, and I think even regardless of you taking you know the home court advantage of this and third, these guys still going. You know, these guys are still are going to um, whoever's the best team is gonna win these series. So. I'm just really looking forward to the Clippers versus the Lakers. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that really happens. Yeah, that's almost like basically the NBA Finals right there, especially right. with everybody being healthy. And then in the East, I mean, it's I, I just I can't see nobody beating Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is pretty much a shoe-in because you looked at last year with Toronto, you know, you looked at the simple fact of them having Kawhi there, and you're like, okay, well, he, you know, he pretty much was a defensive stopper for, for Giannis, but nobody's dare to stop Giannis in Toronto. And I'm just curious what Pascal Siakam's going to do, you know, as far as, you know, because he did pretty good in the NBA Finals because I think he had, what, 32 points in game one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see what he does and can he be the, you know, the next superstar for the Raptors. But I like, I, I like, you know, I like what's going on. Now, with his AFC, I don't know, but I'm kind of glad that they did bring the, you know, the, the, uh, so essentially, they bought Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. Yeah, and I'm like, that's crazy. Like, even those games alone, like even for those battling for those spots, I yeah. I like that. That's intriguing. Where they did the right thing, they got the right teams in. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, cause you want to see what Phoenix can do. Can Phoenix get hot for a week and get there? Yeah. Um, we're gonna we have we have star power. Uh, Devin Booker. Yep. Um, you see with Sacramento because Sacramento was one of the teams that were on the precipice of making it last year. Exactly. And we were like, okay, Luke is there. They're gonna, you know, they get better. We'll see what Buddy Hill's gonna do. Darren Fox, like, you know, that dynamic. Are they gonna get better? Um, San Antonio, uh, that's one of the teams, teams that's like, okay, is Pop gonna have some left yep. in the system for this team? And then of course the Pelicans. The Pelicans was the team that we thought. Was going to be a playoff team, you know. We didn't, you know, envision Zion missing essentially what almost three months of the season, mm-hmm. which they were coming on on a tear. And could this be a situation where we can have a a legit like, okay, Zion is rookie of the year? Mm-hmm. Because I, to me, I never understood like the whole because like job been playing the whole year, and now Zion comes what eight weeks in, you know, eight not even eight weeks, probably like six or seven weeks. Yeah. If he was talking about he the rookie of the year, I'm like, nah, man. Like, look what y'all doing with Memphis. Like, this team's a playoff team. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, yeah, the West is gonna be interesting. The West is gonna yeah, be fun. Yeah, definitely gonna be fun. I, I, yeah. I agree. Same way. I think um, 
I said, I haven't fully read all the details. I got to get to it, but kind of like, I think, of course, like they invited all those teams because they balance that, that AC. Mm-hmm. Something that I thought I saw or read something about kind of like a play-in, almost like a play-in type tournament for the yeah, AC. But I, like I said, I, I don't, don't want to go into it because I don't really know the truth. It was some, and that's where I think the, the details are kind of like, yeah, it's just, I wouldn't say it's too much, but it's kind of like this whole, it's, it wasn't really cut and dry. It was yeah. a lot of kind of like, mm, yeah, kind what of does this mean? <laughs> ideas and stuff thrown here and there. Cause like, yeah, even right before we got on, I saw, um, cause you know, of course, there's no whole home court advantage because yeah. we're in one central location. So they try to come up with like little ideas and stuff to, um, oh, to, to balance a little bit. So the, like ones I saw was them ship their home court hardwood. Yes, and put it on the on the floor or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah, like no. They've got one where the coach gets the extra uh, challenge. The most interesting one probably was, I don't know if they get to allocate one of the players has seven fouls or like yes. That was like whoa. I was like like that that can make a difference for sure. Especially like obviously they're gonna give the star player more than like (laughs) extra foul, but right. I was like, wow, like they're coming up wow. with some pretty cool ideas, but almost make it seem like a, I don't gimmicky. know. Like, yeah, gimmicky, kind of like you playing NBA 2K and, you know, messing with settings and stuff. So Yeah. And did you hear about the one earlier? They were saying if, if you got the home field advantage, you get possession. What? It's like the second, oh, yeah, second, third, third and fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. I'm like, like, what? And if you win the tip too, it's just like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like you got the ball starting out the quarter every, that, that's, like little stuff like that always makes a difference in games and like you know yeah. might, not, might not seem like it to you the average fan or just like overall but it definitely you know tips the scale a lot so yeah I especially mean, in the game of words exactly i don't know you know which ones they're going to implement but it's going to be definitely interesting to see regardless of whichever one they implement <laughs> right but kind of like you were saying same thing i see bugs coming out uh yeah. lakers clippers is probably going to be my championship um i'm hoping i'm pulling for lebron you know to come out just give him that one get him one more bring it uh you know bring it to the city of la especially after everything that's going on this year with that city you know the loss of kobe and everything i feel like it just seems right like it's supposed to kind of happen right Um, so and of course like you also you know was getting that earlier they don't have to travel so it's like extra rest mm-hmm. extra you know time to you know get your body body right and they might not even get that time i don't really know how the schedule you know is lined out yet but of course lebron being a little bit older 36 that sh- this should do this should fare well for him and you know other superstars in the game so we, don't, we, won't, we shouldn't be seeing no low management you know we shouldn't be seeing any you know breaks any 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 of any sort honestly everybody should be going out and playing and i was saying in my last podcast i was I saw like the playoff before everything, you know, took a hit and you know, ceased that this was going to be a historic playoff run for, you know, not just LeBron, but all stars in the game, period. Because, you know, how stacked the West is and how many teams were coming on and coming into their own coming down the stretch after the all star break. So I don't know. I'm just ready to get back into it. July 31st can't come quick enough for me. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I guess right before we, uh, before we switch topics real quick, who do you think is going to take that eighth seed though out the West? I want Memphis to keep it, but call me crazy. I'm going to limb. I got a Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. I got a Sacramento Kings. I got some, for some bizarre reason. And this might be uh, between them or potentially New Orleans. I think New Orleans could, you know, but to go against the grain, I'm going to say Luke Walton. And the Sacramento Kings led by De'Aaron Fox. It's definitely going against the grain. I wouldn't have thought you would say that 
<laughs> I can like either way. I wouldn't. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna be upset. Whoever gets that AC because honestly, yeah. they deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it. I personally think I would like to see Phoenix be in that AC for some reason because I like Devin Booker a lot. I like Devin Booker a lot, and that team is young and and you know up and coming. Especially if they keep them together. Like Kelly Oubre is a dark horse in my opinion. Um, yes. I'm still upset. Like as a Hawks fan, what did we do? Um, oh yeah, I forgot that the, his draft class. I forgot what draft class he was in. He was either in 14 or 15. I want to say 15, but I think we we traded Washington was Washington picked him at the spot that basically it was our pick, and we traded that and something else for Tim Hardaway. We only had him for like two years. Sean. Um, but like I like Kelly Uber. I like his game, the you know, stature, how he is as a player. So I wouldn't mind seeing Phoenix take that spot. But I think honestly, like you said, it's gonna probably either Memphis either gonna keep it. They can see, you know, play on a roll or New Orleans, if they just, you know, come storming out of nowhere, which I wouldn't be surprised if they do, they'll probably take over that, that AC as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's going to be interesting either way. Yeah. Um, switching topics a little bit from the NBA to the NFL. We're going to go with the bombshell that we heard today from, um, Saints, I guess, leader, quote unquote leader and star quarterback Drew Brees, um, saying, I guess in some interview with somebody, I don't even know that, you know, he hasn't changed his stance on kneeling, uh, kneeling with the flag or kneeling, you know, during the anthem that that's just, I guess, something personal to him, his grandparent or granddad or whatever fought in the war and stuff. It just sounded really tone deaf to me. It sounded really ignorant, just, just upsetting as a whole. Like I, 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 it just left a bad taste in my mouth and I was just, I won't say shock or surprise because I also tweeted this. I was like, I already had a feeling about Drew Brees that something was off about him. Like outside of just being a Falcons fan and, you know, not liking him because he's obviously you know, Saints player. I was like, this is just something else that's off about him that I just don't like. And I ain't never liked Drew Brees. And, you know, it just came out today for me. Um, so, and I'm glad, you know, every, every other player too, kind of like, like a whole bunch of different NFL players, Braun. Everybody got on him. I don't know if you've seen all the tweets and everything on social oh, yeah. media, but it was mm-hmm. it was definitely interesting to see, especially coming, you know, two of the things coming from his teammate, Michael Thomas, um, and then Malcolm Jenkins, a former teammate and current teammate now, dropping the F bomb on him. So what do you what kind of what do you what do you think about uh all all of this and um kind of like what's your stance on it? I think the thing with Drew Brees has to really realize and I understand that yeah, he does have you know, he's entitled to his own opinion. Yeah. But these guys are essentially asking for empathy. That's the thing where you can go out and say, Hey man, I, I think that people who kneel are, are disrespecting the flag, but I understand what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's, 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 it's about empathy. I mean, to me, this, you know, the crux of all this is almost like Drew Brees is literally saying all lives matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, that's how you would uh, surmise it. But my thing with him is, and it's, and I understand he is entitled to his opinion, like I said earlier, but you, you gotta understand what's going on. And the thing about it is, it's just like, like, and that's my, my biggest thing with all of this is how do we get to a point where we look at this as disrespectful? Exactly. Because what happened was, and I think we've probably, you know, we were talking about that before, but it's, it got convoluted because, People seeing a certain way that they wanted to see it exactly. without getting the context of where he actually got the protest from. So that's the thing that killed me about it all. 
But Drew Brees got a lot, lot to explain. And I mean, these are type of situations that can divide a team. I, and it reminds me of what happened in um with the Steelers back in what was it? Probably was what two thousand and maybe sixteen or seventeen. Remember um the guy filling the waiver? I think one of the yep, guys' exactly. offensive linemen. Yep, he was in. Um, the they had a situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guys wanted to be in the locker room, and no, they were in the tunnel or something mm-hmm. like that. Something that going down. It was, yeah, they, he was, they was playing against the out. Bears. The only mm-hmm. one that came out. So, and that caused a rift in that team. And this is another, and this is a pivotal year for them because, every, you know, all these, this, like their window is literally closing as we speak. You know, mm-hmm. these heartbreaking losses, the, the miracle in Minnesota, yep. losing in that, then going back, just the blown call against the Rams. Yep. Then my old former quarterback, my boy <laughs> Kirk Cousins, yep. grabbed the gravitas and beat him in New Orleans. So now yep. it's to a point where it's like they had to win. This is a this, they're at a pivotal point in this franchise where Drew gonna have to he gonna have to talk to these guys mm-hmm. and rally these troops, man. He gonna have to tell these guys, look, I'm sorry, I understand what you're going through. Something. He's he gonna have to because this can really cause a friction in this team and mm-hmm. this could be something that could be you know, the damage could be irreversible. Exactly. Like, kind of like yeah, exactly like what you're saying just now. Um the thing about it is the type of player Malcolm Jenkins is, obviously we know his history being, you know, one of the head people, I guess, of the Players Association and also speaking out about this, rallying, you know, the injustice of black people and stuff. Him being a new teammate, just coming back and stuff. Um, I don't know. Like that is just, it's just something I see that is, like you said, it's, they're going to clash. It's, I don't think there's something he may, you know, look past or forgive. I don't like, I'm just going, not really going on a limb, but just kind of speculating um, before the season even starts. I don't even know if he'll, he might request request to be released or something like that. Who knows? Like, it might be that, that deep, that serious to him. Cause obviously, you know, the climate of, you know, America right now, even the world, honestly, if you've, you've seen all these other different countries are protesting for Black Lives Matter as well. So it's like to say something as, you know, tone deaf as that, I feel like it could, you know, definitely, it's definitely gonna, break a rift between um, that team is already you know you've seen it with two of the saints players already so yeah i i think it, it's something that might not even be reversible in my opinion like they might have to kind of just you know play nice for the season and try to you know put something together and go out there and win but as a falcons fan i am happy because i feel <laughs> like i feel like this is it, that that's all i need i feel like they definitely is not going to be the same type of season that i was expecting them to have and i was like they they're, they're super bowl contenders with all the people that they picked up on their defense and offense but yeah something like that i, I don't know I, I wouldn't be able to see past the first one something crazy i i don't know if it's true like the only i'm thinking this like obviously he's already announced this is going to be his last year i felt like or i feel like he said this because it's like he doesn't have to honestly after the season, he wouldn't really have to go on and, you know, play nice with the NFL or, you know, play nice with the fans, stuff like that, or like kind of keep, keep everything under wraps and not say, you know, how he truly feels or thinks about things. Like this is last season. I, not that he doesn't care, but I felt like, I guess this was in his eyes, a time and place to where he can maybe say something like this, but obviously just not reading the room in a sense. He, he didn't, you know. Understand everything that's going on, people losing their lives, people being pepper sprayed, yeah. innocent people being killed, like just everything that's going on in the country, all the, you know, this horrific things that, that we're seeing, just something like, I don't know why you would even say or even talk about, you know, the flag yeah. and your grandfather and everything. Of course, when it's already been set in stone going on six years now, 
we've talked about this and it's been right. that Kaepernick didn't do this or didn't do it didn't do it because of the flag like you said everyone wants to make their own narrative about things it's right he knelt because of police brutality and injustice you know in the black community and everything so i'm just you know i was just a little bit speechless he said that he's been trending all day um people just you know been getting and yes yeah and so i don't know i don't know you know if his pr team gonna put something together he's gonna come out with an apology tomorrow or what's gonna happen what he's gonna say but from what his statement sounded like today it don't sound like an apology's coming it just sounds like that's how he feels and it's like you know take it as it is so. right right like i said we kind of touched on it with you know with him saying this everything that's going on nowadays with the protest these past week you say you're in washington dc I'm in Virginia. Virginia? I'm in uh, Richmond, oh, okay. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brother don't live too too far from there. I've been up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I guess how uh you know everything there is there any you no know, riots or protests? Have you seen any? Have you been part of any? Um, um no, I I haven't been a part of them. Um, but it's been it's been some um some good one you know as far as peaceful ones and then one that got escalated. Um, yeah. I, I what I find funny about it all is. Like when they're in the, um, cause it was a, it's an area, cause Richmond is, it's like back every city. Yeah. And it's, this is downtown area. I call it the arts district because they have like these things called first Fridays where a lot of like, like art gallery stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you kind of, it's like a melting pot where you kind of have a, but a lot of black owned businesses are kind of in that little, in that, in that cluster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those got damaged during the weekend, mm-hmm. blase, blase. Then, you go to because we had an area um robert e lee he um mm-hmm. you know robert e. lee we have a statue yeah. on a on a on a uh, street yeah. um in on um in, in on this street called monument avenue so there was a piece of profet- protest the other day then all of a sudden the police start like pepper spraying with tear it was it mustard gas or tear, mm-hmm. gas? tear gas those guys yeah. so then there's a there was a protest it's an area that's maybe like 15 miles away from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, um, like, I wouldn't say it's, it's a, like a shopping, shopping area where a lot of like, you know, as far as, um, more of like upper class, like would, would, you know, would eat, you know, reside and shop. Mm-hmm. They were going to do a protest there today, but the county police blocked every entrance oh, into God. that particular mall. Of course, so of you can, right. And that's another thing where you look at that dynamic. And it trips you out, but for the most part, it's been peaceful. And then I even heard a story where they're gonna, um, they're um, they're gonna. Um, I don't know if it's official, but I know they're trying to get um, remove those statues. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably. I think I actually seen right before I hopped on with you as well yeah. that they uh, I the mayor, governor, somebody confirmed. Yeah, the governor. Yeah, gonna, yeah, the governor. Yeah, take it down. So. Yeah. That's all good news. I guess that it kind of reminds me though. I think it, I think it's good. I think it should be taken down. But yeah. I do like every time something like this happens. I remember like a few years ago, they took something down here in Georgia. My dad, I remember him saying one time, why I guess people av- like why I advocate for, you know, those type of things to be taken down because if they're taken down, history is taken down and you already know how our country is, how right. our government officials, everything are. Um, mm-hmm. even nowadays growing up in school, like you get the watered down version of everything of, you know, history and, you know, everything that's happened in this country and uh, happened to us as people. So he, I remember, right. I always remember him saying like, they take that down, they're taking history away and people are not going to know. Like this next generation is not going to know everything that we've gone through. I guess just look to see, you know, what we're going through right now. 
<laughs> like it makes sense. Like I said, I, I'd i want it to be taken down as well, but it's like it's always like that piece of history that's gonna let people know like like what 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 our history is. I guess as black people. So and it's it was weird because um I don't, you, you ever heard of Off Ash? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Off Ash is a, of course a, a native um here in, in uh, you know in Richmond, mm-hmm. and I remember when his statue was in that same area in Monument Avenue. We we're like, wow, like he's in a He's in a rare air where he's in a he's on the same street as a as you know as as those type of you know at that time and those and those statues at that time was prestigious and you got to think about especially where I'm in in Virginia mm-hmm. most of these guys um, schools are named after them like Jeb Stewart yeah, yeah. had you know um, Lee Davis mm-hmm. and you know all these you know you know Robert E Lee's yep. and, all these genuine- I mean. It's more, you know, more of those in Martin Luther King elementaries. I mean, exactly. and, and luckily we do have a Barack Obama elementary. <laughs> Decent. Yep. Us too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they get, they definitely, they, they're coming up in the works. But yeah, like you said, I, I, I totally understand that sentiment. But yeah, I, I'd advocate for it. I'm glad they you know, yeah. decided to take it down as well. Here, um, this protest mm-hmm. got real, it was real bad. What, Friday? Friday and Saturday? I think Friday. Friday, I think it was the day. Um, that's when all the looting and stuff is, is going on. They, uh, yeah. ran through, uh, our two biggest malls, Linux and, uh, Fitz. And I talked about that in my last episode as well. I understand, I guess, where it's all coming from. And oh, yeah. that's what I talked about. So it's just, it's really just the understanding portion. Like you may have, you know, different opinions and, and, and not agree with certain stuff. But if you understand what's going on or why they're doing it, why they're acting out the way they are, then, you know, that's just half the, that's half the battle right there. So, like I said, they ran through pretty much, you know, all the, you know, big name stores, Gucci, Linux, I mean, I mean Gucci, Louis Vuitton, everything, Nike, Linux, you know, whole nine. Hmm. But, so I just, I just, I understand. But ever since then, I don't think it's been really much looting going on. They've instilled a curfew for us throughout, through this whole week, um, nine o'clock. Uh, and pretty much from there, it's just been peaceful protests. I haven't had a chance to, you know, get out there yet, go out there, but, Try to help out in other ways, you know, maybe donating or might try to donate some supplies or something tomorrow. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might try to, you know, I might try to, you know, go down there and peacefully protest. I just feel like being able, you know, just show my support, be out there and do something, you know, yeah, you know, walking yeah. with my people or whatever. So I guess going, going off of that, uh, I know we already touched on it just a little bit, but kind of how, um, do you see, I guess the Kaepernick situation from you know, when he started all this 2014 to now? I guess like that journey, like what do you, what do you think maybe should have been done, you know, back then when he did it to where maybe not, you know, not have escalated and come to what it is now? Or do you even think that would have even had a, you know, effect on it? Like you think it's still, everything would have still played out the same way as it, you know, already yeah. has? I think it probably would have been. I think what it is is just he brought awareness to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, and I actually said this on my, on, on my podcast last night. What's the difference between what's going on now and back in the day when, you know, you know, this stuff is going on for years. I mean, that's when, you know, when, you know, our previous generation, those guys was just essentially, they were just on the side of the road. They were dead. We just never knew what happened to them. Now we got, I call it the equalizer, which is technology. We all Mm -hmm. have the ability to have phones and have, you know, cameras on our phone and we're able to, you know, um, take these videos. And, and as as not proof, but more so of just to really show you that that this this is real. It's not like stuff that we have made up. Exactly. That is, you know, and you see these type of interactions, 
and this is you know and it, and you really can't deny or question well what did this person do you see a black man that's compliant and in, 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 in everyone most most of these cases everybody was compliant and to a point where they were you know they were at a point where they were already apprehended yep. so what was the extra point of going to that further step yeah so uh the Colin Kaepernick situation was interesting because it was weird because how it all happened and I remember it's weird mm-hmm. it was a preseason game I think they were playing like San Francisco or whatever and they showed a picture of him some some just some random fan yeah. they took a picture on Twitter and then all of a sudden it's like on a Friday and I'm seeing like Saturday Sunday I'm seeing people burning their jerseys I'm like oh what's, what's going on I'm thinking what happened like did they did they did Colin Kaepernick get traded to the 49 get traded from the 49 like what happened and then I'm thinking to myself okay then you then it kind of grows and then and one of those things where that year was really frustrating because a lot of people were you know saying you know F the kneelers this that and the third mm-hmm. and what what killed me was until like no one really knew how where he got it from because the guy who he got it from Nate Boyer was a former soldier and he said that was the that's the perfect way of kneeling. Yep. And my thing is, even as somebody that I'm not a, I'm, when I think of kneeling, I think of almost like worship. And so to me, I kind of yeah. thought he was worshiping the flag in a sense because yeah. like, cause, yeah, cause the only time I think of somebody's kneeling is when a man proposes to a woman, like, he's yep. on his knee. Yep. So I looked at it like that. So, and then it was funny about it all. Tim Tebow used to do this. Yep. <laughs> it was Tebowing. Yep. And that was until like 2011. And that was like a cultural phenomenon. Yep. But now yeah, when it's, it went when it, it went viral. And I even Tebowed. Yep. <laughs> that was in 2011. <laughs> and I'm yep. like, That's and funny. then, you know, then hearing Colin Kaepernick saying what he's saying. And then even people in our, in, in our community were like, well, he just doing it for attention. And I'm like, well, okay. He's bringing awareness. Right. And I don't yep. have a problem with it. And then even the stuff that he's done, and my biggest thing is he put call, a call to action to it. He did a lot of organizations like I always, I'm big proponent of Know Your Rights Camp. Mm-hmm. What he did for that, or what he did for that, and then also donate the suits, create the suits for um you know for the I think I forgot it was for like um like felons and or whatever mm-hmm. what have you though that, that, that like pretty much a program that were giving guys suits so they could be pretty much, um, you know, suit and for, for, yeah, uh, yeah, for job yeah. interviews. Yeah. So I never really had a problem with it. And then just the simple fact, and then it was, it was so many like polarizing examples of people who disrespect the flag. Like I remember they, it was a game and you know, they had, you know, they, they had the guys who were on the field and they, they, um, they, you know, they pretty much, um, hand, hand the, they had a flag. Mm-hmm. You know, they they grabbed the flag, like, you know, like, they had a little section. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of people that's on the... So one dude, he just carrying it with one hand and then on his phone, like... <laughs> and you don't think that's disrespectful? Yeah. Like, that's another thing, too, where it's like... And that's where the narrative changed, because... Remember, at first, it was like, oh, that's disrespectful to the flag. Mm-hmm. Then they try to bring in the military. Then yeah, they try to... Yeah. Remember, they even try to bring in the firefighters and like, the teachers. Yeah, everybody, It's like, yeah. right, I'm just like, come on now, come on really? Now, yeah. Yeah, like I'll take it too far. And then what killed me was it died down. It considerably died down. But of course, the, the former owner of the New Jersey Generals of the USFL, mm-hmm. who the forty fifth president of the United States, yep. said, "Well, run them SOBs off the field, suspend them, kick them off the team." Exactly. Like, 
And then he just he ignited, ignited the flame. It. Yep. it went away. It <laughs> it literally went away. Yep. And then when he said that, it's just like yeah, it just went it went crazy. Crazy, yep. Because he, he's the biggest instigator there is. <laughs> Big time. Big time. But yeah, it's not exactly kind of like how you. Like you described, like I know we all saw, I think it was an E60 or it was, you know, something that was on ESPN, Nick Boyle. Because at first he was sitting. I think it was the first two games he was actually sitting down and not standing oh, yeah. at all. And then mm-hmm. he like, he suggested taking a knee because that shows respect. And it's like, what killed, like, what kills me is like literally that's on that, that was on national TV. That went viral. That clip went viral. That's a former soldier talking about it. And y'all still want to say like, it's disrespectful, this, that, and that, and that. It's like people that didn't even find the military, people that had nothing to do with anything, like just like, oh, I think he's wrong, he's wrong, he's disrespecting the flag. Right. People that probably sat down and didn't even pay attention to the, or didn't even say the, you know, national anthem in elementary school, high school, anytime. Like they probably right. don't even do it at the game, but it's like, oh, it's just because he's doing it and he's trying to speak out on something that, you know, that actually matters. That's like taking people's lives, you know, right. unconsciously. It's it's a problem now, so it, it's it's mm. crazy. Like you said, like we've been talking about just flipping the narrative and making it, you know, making it something that's totally not. It's you know, backward beyond me. I don't understand like why or how people even fathom right. these ideas. So, and then what killed me was with the NFL is you could have easily diffused this mm-hmm. when you seen him did that. Guess what? Let him go in the locker room. Yep. Or cause, and that's another thing where it really ties into that money because I think what's the federal's um. This is the Federal Reserve that gives them the money because they, you know, they do the, the return, like the troops return and all oh, that. Yeah, they yeah, get money yeah, from, yeah. they get money from the uh, defense department. That's yeah. what it is. And I'm thinking to myself, you could have easily diffused that situation. Like if you want to kneel, just, just go, just, just go, just, just, just go to go in the locker room. Because and like you said, people who don't, you at home, do you kneel? I mean, not kneel. Do you, do you stand up for the flag? No, you don't. And this is just like y'all sitting in y'all couches and y'all doing this. And I'm like, do y'all do y'all stand up for the flag when you watching the game at, at your house? No, nope, nope, don't do any of that. Mm. Right. It's it's just crazy. And like you said, just for six years later, for someone that's playing in the NFL, that's played around him, and you know, played around other guys that have advocated for it to say something like he did today, even more baffling. It just shows that we we just way farther than where we need to be. Right, as country and as you know, as people as human beings living together as one. So I don't know. Hopefully, maybe that all you know change with this movement, um, right. these, these protests, and that making that next step. In my last podcast, I talked about a little bit about voting. So you know, I, I kind of learned a little bit more since and yeah. just getting out to the polls and being registered to vote and not voting obviously for the president, but on your you know in the state, thank you, state state local, state and local you know yes. elections. So. Ours is coming up. Anybody that's in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, June 9th, that's the day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's too late or not, but that's the day, June 9th, go out to the polls. Yeah, I think ours is the 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, I think 20, yeah, 23rd. Is, yeah, 23rd of, uh, of June. Yeah. Like, and that's what all that boils down to. It's your local because at the end of the day, they the ones who really make the most, the most decisions that affect your life. Exactly. Like they can, they can hire a police chief. That are hard on these type of situations, mm-hmm. you know. That's like these type of situations, and they could implement something like a neighborhood policing, mm-hmm. where these guys ain't gonna do nothing like they did in Minnesota if he mm-hmm. live up the street from you, yeah. Because he gonna have to live live with that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep. 
that's um like I said, the one thing I got, like I already kind of knew and mm-hmm. um, about like the state and local elections without you know participating in some. Yeah. Um, but you know, just advocating for others to do the same as well. But the thing I was thinking about and like kind of how like what I was not outraged about, but just thinking about one of my uh not favorite rappers, but one rapper I kind of follow, uh, Dom Kennedy. He tweeted something I was agreeing with, and just thinking about it, at the same time he tweeted, he was saying like like stop spreading the narrative that voting is gonna end racism. Cause I was like, yeah, like, you know, you know, they could hire, you know, a police chief or district attorney or anybody, you know, that has a hand in these type situations. They right. can hire somebody that, uh, you know, obviously isn't like ones that may be in power nowadays, but it's like racism is in people's hearts. <laughs> like racism, right. racism is in people's hearts. So like, we don't like, I guess, vote for, vote for or hire, you know, police officers, you know, they right. do that type thing. So it's like, right. I, you can't, I don't know. Obviously there's so many, you know, that's in you know the forest now like even ones that we've seen like you know about their past coming up about being kk kkk members and being at rallies and stuff it's like you can't i guess vet or you know i guess i don't even yeah, yeah you basically just can't vet them all like they're, they're gonna be yeah you know? so it's it's a tough situation a hard situation i was thinking about that because like i was so i was mad about it because like i said i talked about it in my last podcast but our mayor basically was just condemning the folk or like the black people for or not even black people the protesters for what they was doing you know not even like even trying to be understanding or saying anything like like that she understands why they're doing it she just was mad and telling them to go home and go vote and i'm just like people ain't gonna respond to that like right. you, you got you gotta be better at how you, you know communicate to people and get them to understand so I don't know. Yeah. That's one thing I got, I've been thinking about ever since, you know, everything mm-hmm. popped off. So. Yeah. Cause we're not, I, we're, you're never going to end racism. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's like you're saying, you never, but you want to put people in place Please. that can help safeguard you from it. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a situation like a Karen, mm-hmm. if you interact with a Karen yeah. and like, like the one in Central Park and mm-hmm. she's going to call the police. And if you didn't have your cell phone, that man could have got. He, that man could have probably got killed because right. they would have been there quick, fast, in a hurry. Yep, She's saying that he's a threat to her, yep. and, and that he, should be deemed yep. as a hate crime. Exactly, it's terrible. Like, like if you see it right. in the video, she's over here yelling and stuff and acting as if she's distraught or being attacked. But it's her right. dog as you know going crazy and she can't hold him. So right. it's like they they'll make a narrative out of you know out of anything. Just right. you know, try to use because they know because I know you heard in the video she said. An African American man, like she knows right. her, her whiteness, her skin color is gonna basically get something out of it. It's gonna be like an urgent situation. Someone's gonna come to right. her rescue in a sense. So, and then it being in Central Park, mm-hmm. a white woman, yep, being filled, filled, quote unquote, filled attack or feel scared for her life. Yeah, we know what's going. We know how this gonna end. Mm-hmm. Either he gonna get arrested on some BS charges or he gonna die. Yep. Like it was, and and thank God he had his phone, and that's another thing with us. That's another great equalizer that we have now. Mm-hmm. We have phones, and we can videotape these things because, like you said, it'll be her, it'll be current word versus his word, and we all know who word they're gonna go for. Exactly, and like you said, with the technology food. and everything that's going on, um, anyone listening, the news, the news, obviously, they they have a propaganda, they have orders in the sense like they're not showing i don't know if you've been watching news they're not showing any stuff that i've been seeing on social media that my girlfriend is showing me on social media like mm-hmm. the real stuff the you know that's going on like in the field and stuff they're just showing all this play nice type stuff like you know the, the cops kneeling or the cops hugging you know, mm-hmm. or they're walking with them or whatever but they're not showing no. 
happens 30, 30 minutes to an hour later. They're not sharing all right. the stories. Like there was one I saw um girl live tweeting, I think that um in the Washington DC area, like they uh cornered them or whatever and like kind of forced them into like a specific area to where they can get out and like tear gas them and everything and she said she's hiding under the car. It was just crazy. But like right. said, using the technology, we can leverage that and if we keep that that's history and right. it just shows what really went on, what's really going on. And you know, yeah, right. right. It's something that we gotta gotta keep mind be mindful of and always right. keep you know? I know we can talk about this subject for days. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna let it rest for now. Um Yeah. Coming towards the end, wrapping up a little bit, I typically like to play a game with my guests. Um just kinda get get to know them a little bit better. Forgot to get a new game, but I kinda like this one a lot. Um, I played it with my first guest, uh, with my former coach and former, uh, teammate, top three. So since I know your teams, yeah. um, but I don't really maybe know like your specific, like maybe favorite players or whatever, I'm gonna do your favorite, your top three from your favorite team, your top three players of those teams. So I know Redskins is one, yeah. Tar Heels, North Carolina Tar Heels with basketball is another and the Chicago Bulls. So, um, we'll start, we'll start off with the Bulls because I feel like I know where you might go with this one. All time, right? All time. All time. Yep. All time. Um. All right. So I'm gonna go three. Um. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Okay. Two. Scotty. And then one. MJ. You gotta go. MJ. Gotta go. Yeah. Got. I was like, I. Derrick. Yeah. Got yeah. Gotta Derrick go was. A, yeah. He was amazing. If it wasn't for the knees, who knows where I would. Yeah. Be. I hope he comes back in free agency. I hope we can. I hope we can get him. Hope he come on. Come on home. I'm sure he wants come to come home, Derrick. Come home. Home. Come home. You know, he's been taking little tours, you know, here and there. Right. Places, <laughs> right. You know, Cleveland, Detroit. Right. He in Detroit. Oh, oh my God. You don't want to be there. I know. No. Probably come home soon. Top three, Washington Redskins. Hmm. Three's got to be Daryl Green. Daryl Green. Um, two. Number two, Champ Bailey. I love Champ Bailey. Mm-hmm. Champ Bailey's two. Yeah. Uh, I think my all-time favorite uh, Redskin um, that I have that I have witnessed. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's gonna be tough. Uh, like, give me like two seconds. I, I guess. Nah, you all good. <laughs> um, my number one, and it's because I, I because it's a simple fact that I've seen this guy play. I one of my favorite players of all time, which he's gone now. I Trent Williams. I love Trent Williams. Yeah. He was the one. Yeah, and I'm I'm. I'm happy, but I'm I'm heartbroken, but I'm happy that he's going to San Francisco, and I think he's going to do really good there. So yep. yeah, yeah, you're the cool so so. Yo, we'll see how that goes. Or did did they give him an extension? Who? Trent Williams. Well, you know he went to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah they I don't know if San Francisco him. got the extension. I don't know if they. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know, but they did. Um, that was a, that was a steal in the draft. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm trying to think about who. Only one I can really think: Dante Hall. I liked Clinton Portis for a little bit. Yeah, I, I was really upset for like about at least about five, six years. Oh. <laughs> he got traded for Champ Bailey because I was like, mm-hmm. you don't get rid of a, a, a lockdown corner like Champ yeah. Bailey, a Hall of Fame corner, a Hall of Fame corner for, mm-hmm. for Clinton Portis. Yeah, because they sold me on where he gonna be the next John Riggins. Like <laughs> Gibbs gonna run him down, the, run Gibbs gonna just run him. You know, mm-hmm. run the clear off the, on the field. Yep. He gonna be getting them chunk yards. I mean, Clinton did pretty good. But yeah, he ain't yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, let me see. Top three, we rounded out college basketball. UNC Tar Heels, but I'm gonna say you can't use yeah. you can't use Michael. 
Yeah, I won't really. I, I won't born with Jordan was in Carolina. Oh yeah, true. true. Um, I'm gonna say all right. Um, three. I used to like Joe Forte. Joe Forte. Yes, that's a that's a one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know that's that's showing my age. Yeah, <laughs> I was say that. <laughs> I know, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I, obviously was, I didn't see him play. He was around like in the in the late nineties, early in pretty much around the turn of the century. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. He was a part. He was a part of that old that 2010 that went to the um final four with Brendan Haywood and uh, who else was on that team? Um, number two guy likes because of course I guess the um, you know. We he's got the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta. I like. I love Rashad McCants. Rashad McCants was a yes. He was an yes, old. Was, yeah, he was a a class right. two thousand and two graduate. So you know we we getting up there. You know, <laughs> thirty five plus. Number one, probably one of the main reasons as a child that I gravitated to University of North Carolina football. Oh, oh I forgot. I forgot to put Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Julie, no, but number one. Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry. I don't. You. I don't know. Well, I, cause I'm, I, I'm. A, I'm gonna date myself. So, <laughs> back in the day, there used to be a thing that used to be in the paper called the Parade Magazine. Mm-hmm. You would get that in the. You know, it's. Oh, it was interesting. Like, it had segments of like how much people get paid. Mm-hmm. They even had what they used to call high school all American. It was a guy named Ronald Curry out of uh, out of, from Hampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, this superstar. I remember he came to Richmond um, to play in a, in a state tournament game. And it was like, you know, it was magical. Mm-hmm. He had a choice between going to UVA or going to uh, University of North Carolina. Yeah. He, you know, he went he he went on to um, he went on to the University of North Carolina and played play both sports. He played basketball and football. He was a quarterback at, um, and football. And then he was the uh, point guard. For the basketball team, and that was the guy who, who drew me to both, wow. especially football wise. Yeah. I, mean, I was, you know, I was always, you know, and that's one thing too. He was in an era. This is before like uh, Michael Vick, maybe like two years before Michael Vick, because Curry came out in '98, which I think that was I was in eighth grade. So of course, as a 12, 13 year old child, you're like, you see this guy, you think he's like larger than life. Yeah. And like he's, you know, he was amazing, man. He was like probably one of the greatest athletes, probably come out of my state of Virginia from, uh, you know, you know, from, from the 757, the Hampton area. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, man. Top three. That round, yes. Yeah. That was some surprise, surprise picks on, the, especially on the UNC. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> names I wasn't thinking, but all in all, top three. Show, shows my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But show, shows your knowledge in history too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man. So top three rounds it out. I um, but I guess let everybody know about your podcast. Yeah, man. Um, Couch Coach Live podcast. Uh, we do the podcast every Tuesday. Uh, we'll do a couple things going forward. Um, I got a segment Sunday Sunday sit down, mm-hmm. which um, I'm probably you know continue with that going forward mm-hmm. um you can find out see the you know archive episodes mm-hmm. anywhere you get podcasts apple podcasts or what have you the website couchcoachlive.com also follow us on social media couchcoachlive facebook instagram pretty much anywhere social media we're on there 
Wow. Is it Sunday sit down? You do that one live, right? Yeah, I do that one live. I, actually, I do both now live. So, okay. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, Sunday cool, sit down. Yeah. I'm going to have to get, in, get into that, uh, I guess. You, you that. know what? Come to think about it, how, how your schedule look on Sunday? On Sunday? I'm probably free. I mean. <laughs> hey, man. Like hey. Hey, I, I would love you. I would love for you to come on, come on this Sunday if you oh, can. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll um, I, I hit you up. I hit exactly. you up. Exactly. I'll definitely. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll get on the show. It, it'll get my feet wet in the in the live portion. Appreciate you coming on too. Appreciate yes, sir. You, um, yes, sir. Appreciate you for you know, like you said, coming on, giving you insight. To stay safe out there from the coronavirus and um, you know everything else yeah. that's going on. So <laughs> I know, right? Appreciate you again, man. Uh, hope you have yes, a good sir. night. Uh, we'll get up soon. Yes, indeed, uh, man. Look forward to talking to you. Uh, look forward to talking to you Sunday. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up today's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Go check out Chris's podcast as well, Couch Coach Live. I'll cap off my mini series with another guest tomorrow, Chris from the Off the Ball podcast. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. We had a great discussion. I know it's going to be a great episode. The quote I want to leave you guys with today is from Shannon Sharp, host of Undisputed and former NFL tight end. The man who can't see isn't the blindest. It's the man who chooses not to see. Anyone that doesn't see that this country has a serious problem in the way African Americans are treated are continuing to display their ignorance, privilege, and choosing to continue to be a part of the problem. Anyone still choosing to believe that Kaepernick kneeling was disrespectful to the flag and was about the flag is choosing to be a part of the problem. If you scream all lives matter to combat black lives matter, you're choosing to be a part of the problem. If you clearly see these problems and choose to be silent, you're choosing to be a part of the problem. Seeking change, protection, and reform by protest to stop the senseless acts of murders to African Americans at the hands of individuals whose job is supposed to protect us isn't a problem. So if you have any buts or rebuttals to these statements, you're the problem. Thousands of Americans have been arrested, injured, tear gassed, shot, and tased these past few days. Our president has declared war on the citizens of this country. The media shows a clear divide and bias. Families have lost loved ones and received no justice in return. We have been under the thumb of racism physically, mentally, socially, economically for over 400 years. And it continues to show to this day. Is that not a problem?